Hello, this is Get Up and Grow Girl, a podcast for ambitious go-getters who just want to be their best damn selves. We have all the tools and together we're going to learn how to use them because I'm going to speak to a variety of experts in fitness, business, mindset and more because successful people are made and not born. So get up and grow, girl. Guys, if you are trying to get back in the gym, you're trying to get fit and specifically you're trying to do that by lifting weights, I have something just for you. So often I see people having the best intentions, coming to the gym, consistently eating right and just not seeing results. And it's so frustrating because of course, why would you stick with it if you're not getting anything out of it? And usually this comes down to just a few little mistakes that the average person just doesn't know. And so I wanted to change this and I put all of this information into a free handbook in the hope that this will make a difference that you are missing out on right now. To get this book, all you have to do is head to the link. It's completely free. And that link is leelajasminesoule.com forward slash training score handbook. Again, that's leelajasminesoule.com forward slash training slash handbook. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Get Up and Grow Girl and Happy New Year. It has been so long since I have sat down and recorded an episode. We took a three-week break for Christmas, which feels like a lifetime, to be honest, and I have really missed putting out content. And also, I feel completely out of the flow of it. This feels very unnatural, so I feel like I'm going to have to find my groove again. But I'm so excited to be back. I have so much content in the works for January and for this year, for 2019. We've got guests lined up for the main segment. So it's not just going to be me. There's going to be some great guests coming on and sharing the knowledge. And as of Tuesday, the On Tuesdays We Co-Work segment will be back as well with B. So lots of exciting stuff to come. So we're in a new year. It's 2019. Time has flown. How did we get here? I have no idea where the time is going. But stereotypical or not, it's a new year and I do feel refreshed. I don't know about you guys, but I do feel like I've closed the door on 2018. That one day, that like flipping of the calendar has given me this feeling of a fresh start. I guess it's something to do with the time off over Christmas and just bringing the year to a close. I do feel reinvigorated and I do feel like I have a fresh perspective on on the new year. And so this is a time for sort of setting intentions setting mindsets as well and setting your outlook for the year this is something that I've been getting really into is this idea of manifestation and positive mental attitude obviously that is the basis of a lot of the content that has been out on the podcast but I've really started to see the effects of it over the last few weeks and see how much my outcome has changed how my my life has changed based on how I perceive it to be and and the energy that I bring I suppose I can see the difference when I have been refreshed since coming back into January compared to perhaps the end of last year when I was tailing off a bit it was showing the results of that were showing in in my business and unfortunately that is the way so I wanted to come back to the podcast and 
I wanted to start this year with a bit of a direct message and give you a little insight into a talk that I had with myself and one that perhaps some of you might benefit from as well. Let's call it the tough love episode because I think that sometimes we have to be hard on ourselves. It's very counterintuitive to say that these days because we're constantly told don't be too hard on yourself, we're talking about self-care, self-love and those are things that I absolutely preach and there of course is balance in everything but I think sometimes the words self-care, self-love, they are buzzwords at the minute and the connotations of those words do kind of link to words like gentle, soft, it's all very much about laid back, low key, being gentle and sometimes I think we might need to just adjust and and realise that it isn't always about that. Self-care isn't always easy, in fact it rarely is I think when done properly and it is nowhere near as glamorous as it might be made out to be. It's not all face masks and bubble baths and it's not all just mindful moments and sitting out and taking a deep breath. It's more than that. Of course those are some great parts of it but in my eyes the real self-care, the self-care that makes real difference, is often tough love. It's doing things that you perhaps don't want to do, but you need. So the first context I suppose I would apply this to is this New Year resolution kind of tribe. People who want to change. We all want to change something come January. And it has become a bit of a stereotype, of course, that we all joke about how long it's going to last and whether it's going to even last past the end of the month. And I also think that now there's become a bit of a anti, anti-improvement movement. Ooh, that was a rhyme, accidental. Not in a very sinister sense, but just in the sense that we are preaching self-love and not being so hard on ourselves to the point where sometimes people can misconstrue this desire to change and grow as something negative or as something that could be harmful to us and to our mental states. And while of course our mental health is so important, I don't think it has to be either or. I think there's a clear balance there. And again, I think that wanting to improve is a form of self-care. I think looking in the mirror and being like, you are a badass and you deserve the best. And loving yourself enough to know I deserve the very best and I deserve to be as good as I can be. I deserve to treat my body well. I deserve to learn. I deserve to do a job that I love and live in a body that I love and and thrive really I think that is self-care and so I think at the minute there is a little bit of glamorization when it comes to new year's resolutions and people can say oh I don't have any resolutions I just want to stay as I am and, and like that's not a problem at all but sometimes I think it can almost be seen as like something very virtuous to say that you don't want to change at all and, and if you the issue that I have is almost is that suggesting that you do want to change can almost be seen as a lack of security, a lack of self-acceptance and a lack of self-love and I strongly believe that it is not any of those things. Of course sometimes we can come from places of wanting to change for the wrong reasons and in that sense we need to check ourselves and when we want to change we need to first think why and if it's not for ourselves and for a sense of loving ourselves enough to give ourselves the best then maybe that's when we need to check and and think about whether we really need this change but when it comes to 
wanting to be better, wanting to get better at our skill, wanting to master our craft, wanting to improve our health, all of these things, I think, give life value. And this is something that you could happily debate with me. I would be willing to debate this because I know that some people do have differing opinions. And I also have heard people saying, well, if you're always striving for more, will you ever be happy? And that's a very valid question. But to me, the very purpose of life is a progressive journey. If we're not striving for more, in some sense, then what are we doing? And that doesn't mean like, oh, I've not got enough, I've not got enough, I need more. And it's not in a sense of, I'm not going to be happy until I get those things. I think it's learning to be grateful for what we have now and enjoying the process of growing for more, enjoying learning new things, enjoying each day that we become more in tune with ourselves and our feelings and our emotions and our bodies. Every workout for me, it's kind of like learning how to connect with my body, how to make my body do what I need it to do. Um, It all sounds very woo-woo, but I really believe that happiness is not a destination. It's a state. And, And so it's not about waiting to be happy until we achieve certain things. But I think that the value in life is coming here to this place and then leaving this place, having changed, having gained something, having given something back. All of these things that we learn, that we give, that we share, I think they give value to our lives if we were just to come to this to this planet and just stay and just not learn anything not never even learn to walk talk like what would be the purpose of life so I think that I think that moving that goalpost often gets a negative stigma but actually I think that it's more about finding the goals that you really want and that fulfill you And again, this comes down to values and the values factor, again, if you haven't read it yet, 2019 reading list, it comes down to making sure that the goals are things that you truly want. You're not doing them to please anyone else. You're not doing them for society. You're not doing them for friends, your family, relationships. You're doing them because you find them fulfilling. And I think if you get that bit right, then you will find happiness in working towards something that really means something to you rather than in just just thinking when I get to x I'll be happy usually that's a sign that that goal is not something that you want for yourself but it's something that you're hoping will satisfy somebody else something else the second thing I want to talk about is adversity and adversity you know is something I feel very strongly about in terms of its value in our lives and its place in our lives and I have spoken about it quite a lot especially in terms of my personal life and in the episodes where I've gone a little bit deeper into my personal life I always love to talk about this and when I was younger my dad used to always say to me out of adversity comes triumph and he always said that as a character as a as a person I always seem to do better during periods of adversity and and that is something that perhaps comes down to personality trait but I equally think as humans in general we all come out better from adversity it's not easy, it's not nice, but it has its place and it has so much value for us. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently with other people in my life and friends and family and things they're going through. And it comes down to tough love again. And it's very hard sometimes to tell people that it's gonna hurt, 
this is going to hurt, but you will be grateful that it did. It's very hard to say that sometimes. I've got the analogy of if you're going to the doctors and you're going to get an injection and they tell you it's going to hurt, you're almost like, did I need to know that? Did you have to tell me that? But ultimately that pain was for a greater purpose, wasn't it? Without that numbing injection, you would have felt that, <laughs> that operation way more. Or without those drugs, you would have been ill. Whatever it was, the pain had a purpose. The pain had a, had a cause and it had value. And so I think that generally a reflex that we have is that we quite often run from adversity. We also express outrage when it rears its head, we get angry. And if we know that somebody else has faced some sort of adversity, we tend to get angry and feel that that person has been wronged, which is such a natural thing to feel. And that's why it's so strange because I've been going through this weird change where I'm now looking at it and thinking, oh, you've been given a gift, which again, I sound so woo woo. I know I sound freaking crazy. But I really have started to think of it like that. When someone tells me, oh, this has happened. I've just found out this or I'm going through this. I just see now the outcome. I don't see what's happening right now. I can just see, look, where you're going to be in three months, you are going to be so much stronger. You're going to learn so much. You're going to be in such a better position. And so you're lucky. And I know that's quite a hard thing to say. It's a hard pill to swallow. And probably it's a very hard thing to receive and obviously I don't quite put it like that when I when I am speaking to people around me but I think obviously it's very easy to say um, and to go through it is always much harder and I know that because I preached this in the first Get Up and Grow Girl event back in October I sat on a panel and I preached it and the very next day my relationship ended completely unexpectedly as you may know from the other episodes and that was my challenge it felt like something was saying you preach that you sat there and spoke about how going through difficulty is so great and it's going to be so beneficial and we should embrace it but now that it's you are you going to sink or swim are you going to practice what you preach or are you going to do the complete opposite and, and just feel sorry for yourself and and wallow in in this kind of sadness and I'm happy to say that now I did come out the other side of it and I am so much happier and stronger and so I do really feel like I'm I'm learning to embrace it. And I think it's something that is, is very counterintuitive. And we're never going to actively run at adversity. Or at least the majority of us won't because it's just against our nature. But if we can learn to start looking at it in that way and reframing the way we look at it, then I also think it takes the sting out of it. And it's not as painful but also think it gives that self-awareness and that, that awareness of, of saying, okay, I'm going through a period right now, which is hard, and I have to be on, I have to be switched on so that I can soak in all of this learning that I'm going to get through this period. It makes it worthwhile because we can just go through it and not really learn and not really even ever come out of it. We can just sort of sit in it. But if you're on, if your self-awareness button is on, you're in growth mode, then I think it's absolutely invaluable. As you know, I'm kind of obsessed with hearing the stories and the philosophies of, of successful people and people who've achieved amazing things. And I've started to notice a common theme. I've noticed a few, but one of them has been this. It's this like tenacity and toughness, not even in the sense of 
you know, I kept going, I didn't quit on my business venture. But in personal life, I'm noticing that most of these successful people, they do talk about their personal life a lot. And I know I do that all the time. And it's probably a little bit, it can be a bit brash maybe to hear people talk so openly about things that should be private, or at least we've been told should be private. But it just shows that these things are the making of us and they infiltrate our world in every sense. They infiltrate our business. They infiltrate what we go on to do in the world because they make us who we are and who we are formulates our world and our circumstances. So I've noticed that a lot of people who are in these admirable, successful places really do embrace their adversity and they value putting themselves in difficult places. They don't ever look at themselves as the victim. And some people have stories that are so shocking and you think, how could you have got through that? Or how could you have got through that with the attitude that you kept? How could you have kept your head up throughout all of this? But they have, and it's amazing to see it. And it's inspiring because it always makes me think if they can do that, then I can do this. And that's why those stories, they really do hook me in to the point where these people actually express gratitude for those periods that you you would think people would never express gratitude for and I've actually got to the point where I'm feeling this as well and I'm actually feeling grateful for all the the bad experiences the ones that I never thought I would ever be thankful for much more painful than maybe recent ones I now do have gratitude for them because I can see how much they built me up and built this resilience that I've needed to get to where I am now and that will take me forward further there's actually a guy called David Goggins and he think he was a young kind of underprivileged kid in the US and he sought out adversity. He physically sought it out. He put himself in the Marines. He put himself through the hardest training he could find. I think he broke the world record for pull-ups, which I mean, you know, is right up my street. But he did all this just to train himself to survive adversity and to thrive on it because he so strongly believes that you should put yourself in difficult positions to thrive. And I'll link some of his stuff below so you can have a look and check out some of these people. But my purpose in coming to you with this message is just to say sometimes the easiest way is to to turn away from the adversity, to brush things under the carpet, to walk in the opposite direction, to just keep our heads down and not to face the things that we know we have to face, the things that are hard, the things that are difficult, are the easiest things to turn away from, but they are the most rewarding things to face. So sometimes self-love isn't about saying, oh, that scares me, oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable, so I'm not going to do it. Because I think sometimes we think that is always the way. Again, you have to really get get close with yourself and, and get intimate with your mind so that you understand when things are things that you really don't want to do because they're not right for you and because they don't align with your values, when you don't want to do things because they scare you, because there's a difference. So whatever you've got going on, if there is something that you feel puts you out of your comfort zone or if you're going through something that is difficult, just know that this is a really valuable period for you and this is going to shape you if you let it, if you run at it and you run through it rather than in the opposite direction, it can be a game changer. I want to keep this relatively short and sweet, so I'm going to wrap it up there. I hope you gain something from this and I hope that little rant 
did connect with some of you and maybe make a little bit of sense. Um, we will be back tomorrow on Tuesday with On Tuesdays We Co-Work. B will be with me. And until then, goodbye.